And I think that's on strength and conditioning, too. I think, you know, Stidham, yeah, I've been able to get hit in practice. Catway was overweight coming out, coming into the season. They're trying to get him in game shape. So, I think, you know, when Mississippi State, Ole Miss throw around in two or three weeks, I think Auburn will be a little bit better than they are now, or a lot better, excuse me. Uh, the question is, can that defense hold up the way it's been playing? Hopefully it won't have to. Hopefully the offense can pick them up for a few games while they rest. But Auburn boasts a number two overall defense in the country. I think in the top four, there's three SEC defenses in the top four. Uh, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Auburn's two, Vanderbilt's one. But let's look at the – excuse me, I, I ate some crackers and they went down the wrong pipe. Clemson overtook Oklahoma in the polls. And I think Clemson should be the number one team right now based off based off who they beat, you know, and their resume so far. Do I think Clemson's better than Alabama? We don't know. But if you look at if you look at what Clemson's done this season, they beat Louisville on the road, they beat Auburn. Yeah, they, they deserve to be number one. Oklahoma's three, they fell one. Penn State went up, uh, but USC went down one. So if you're looking at USC and you have them in the top five, yeah, there's something wrong with you. My God, if you if you put somebody in the top five and they're three and zero and they look like dog shit, why do you leave them in there? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to uh, never drop them because you had them up there to start of the season? If Oklahoma State played USC, they'd drag them right now. I mean. Washington would beat USC. I mean, there's just so many teams out there better. Georgia has played better football than USC. Virginia Tech has played better ball. I mean, if you look at it, USC played a very not good Stanford team and beat them. Congratulations. You should have lost to Texas at home last night. You looked like crap the first week uh, against Western Michigan. I believe that's who it was they played. You gave up a ton of points, and and you want, you act like you're the fifth best team in the country. Come on, people, get real. Southern Cal is not that great. I hope people can start seeing that and quit <clears throat> leaving people ranked because they were ranked when you hit the preseason. Everybody got on USC's bandwagon. Everybody wants to jump, stay on it, and act like they're right. So people's pride is at, at stake here, I guess. You know, people want to – they're prideful. They want to be right. But let's go to the USC-Texas game. We'll, we'll review some of these games and preview next week, talk some NFL. But at the end of the day, let's let's just go to this Texas-USC game. I mean, it was – Texas should have won the game. There's no doubt about it. Fumble there at the end, too, in overtime. It's just – it was sad because I think Texas is – you know, honestly, Texas is probably the better football team. They go on the road at night in your place and take you to two overtime. So you tell me who's better. You you tell me by what you saw last night, who's the better team between USC and Texas. I know USC got the win. That's great and all. But at the end of the day, they just, they're not very good. They, they may get better, but they're not that very good. They're not good right now. This is the same team that Maryland put up 50 plus points on in Texas. And you, and, and you only score 27 on them, then you're supposed to be this elite West Coast team. Here's the deal. If, if you can't run the football, you suck. And then you look at USC, 71 yards rushing. Now, does that look, does that sound like a, a great team to you? And here's another percentage passing, 28 for 51. That's just not going to cut it <clears throat> for my 
uh, NFL first overall pick they're talking about. I mean, this is terrible. If Texas has not turned the ball over four times and, and fumbled it twice, they threw two picks, you would have lost. <clears throat> that's that's just the bottom line. USC, and I think the Pac-12, is they, they took a black eye yesterday. And somebody tell me if I'm wrong here, but you look at it, the Pac-12, yeah, Cal beat Ole Miss last night. That's that's wonderful and everything. You, you should have beaten Ole Miss since they're, they got the death penalty just about. And, and you know, you, you're playing at home at night. I mean, nobody really, to me, picked Ole Miss to beat Cal, or I don't think anybody really cared, to be honest with you. I think that was more along the line. Nobody really talked about that game because nobody really cares about Cal. Nobody really cares about Ole Miss. And that's the truth. Nobody picked it. Nobody talked about it because at the end of the day, it's just a it's just a game that doesn't matter. But Ole Miss lost that one. But the Pac-12, UCLA gets gets fifty plus put on them against Memphis, and uh, that was that was totally embarrassing right there. Just just totally embarrassing. One of your top teams go out to Memphis and get half a hundred hung on them and. It's just like UCLA's defense was not didn't tackle anybody. Memphis was the better football team. Yes, UCLA has a second coming at, at quarterback here, but the guy threw a couple of pick sixes. He, he doesn't look that great to me. With a game on the line, you throw two pick sixes, uh, whatever. You know, it's just like UCLA and USC get all this love. Neither one of them are that great. Stanford goes on the road and lays an egg against San Diego State. And I know people think, oh, Stanford, they're good. You know, they're going to they're gonna come back. Stanford sucks. And I've said it all along on this show. Everybody argues with me. They argue with me. And they try to convince me that Texas is this great team. But, or, uh, excuse me, Stanford is this great team. But at the end of the day, they're just not. So try to convince me how Stanford is this great football team in the Pac-12. And people just want to give them love because David Shaw is their coach and he's so wonderful. I'm not that impressed, guys. I've said it all along. David Shaw is a sub-500 coach in a regular conference. They can't win the games. And no wonder he stays at Stanford. You can lose, you can lose three or four games and nobody's going to say a word to you. But when you lose 20-17 to 17 to San Diego State, and you're talking about your uh, one of the top teams in the Pac-12. That's just not good for your conference. UCLA and Stanford, two teams that were highly regarded coming into the season, is no more. And it's just it's awful to to see. And like Colin Coward, for some reason, that guy thinks Stanford is the best team in America. Every week you hear him talking about it. And it's like, geez, this guy has a love affair. But he hasn't responded to my tweet yet. Uh, Stanford, the, the mighty Stanford with eight first downs in this game. Three for 11 on third. 254 total yards of offense. Think about that. You're playing San Diego State, and you, you, you get 254 yards, 80 of those in the air, okay, 10 of 21 passing. Um you know, you're averaging eight yards of rush, and, and that's pretty good, but you still, you turn the ball over three times, and you, you get out, you get the clock beat on you 41 minutes and 14 seconds to 18.46. So San Diego State, on the other hand, run the ball pretty well, about the same as Stanford did, but they did throw 100 yards more, 
They had 100 more yards of total offense. They did not turn the ball over. So when you look at that, when you're playing a team that's ranked higher than you and you want to beat them, the first place you want to start is is you don't want to turn the ball over. Stanford turned it over three times. And, Sonny, I don't know about you, but I've been saying it for all the year and before, Stanford's just not that good. Well, Stanford is not all that good, and they and they haven't been for a few years. Actually, you could probably argue they haven't been good since Andrew Luck was there. So, you know, you you look at that kind of thing. Um, I think it was Andrew Luck, right? He came out of Stanford, didn't he? He's supposedly smart and supposedly good. Mm-hmm. Why does David Shaw so, get all this love for? Well, I get, it gets a lot of love because of the weakness of the Pac-10. That's why. I mean, come on. I mean, the Pac-10 doesn't have anything, you know, you know, top four, you know, teams that are going to be in the, in the final at the end. Uh, the only one that, you know, so mediocre, a mediocre conference, you know, you get, you know, get a lot of love up on mediocre teams when they don't have anything else to talk about. Because really, when you when you get at the end of the year, you're not talking about really anybody in the Pac-10 in the, in the uh, top four, are you? I'm not, and, and I was going to ask you, why is Southern Cal still getting all the love? I mean, they they look like dog crap last night. Should have lost to Texas. Uh, and they they beat Stanford last week, which that wasn't a big win, and they struggled with Western Michigan. So if you're a voter in this poll and you pick USC to be in your top five, why can't you put them down? I mean, can you not drop them? Is your ego so big that you can't drop a team down that you messed up on, that you said – well, I thought they were going to be great. They're not. They don't deserve a top five ranking. So, Sonny, what do you think about Southern Cal? And why do these pollsters not drop teams? That's what pisses me off is their ego won't let them drop teams. Well, and, and there's another thing about that. You know, the misguided uh, notion that Texas is a good football team and they beat them. So, they're under that misguided notion. So, they think they're so Texas, you know, that's something to, you know, really be happy about and you can build on. Well, yeah, you can build on it, but guess what? There's still there's still more games to go on this season. Plus, Texas is not as good as everybody seems to think or I guess want because of the new coaching situation there. Uh, so they, they're really happy about that situation. But now he's one and two. Um, you know, now is everybody going to be impressed with that? Um, Charlie Strong went one and two in his first three games. So, um, so what? What's the damn difference? I, so, you know, yes, yeah, yeah, Tom. It's Tom Herman, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is a pretty good coach from the University of Houston. But um, you see, you know, there. It's not the fact that they're a good football team per se in the top. You know, I I, I don't know if you want to be, even put them into the top ten. It's just that. You got to go back to the talent that had been on the team in the past, and there has been talent in the past on that football team. So you know, if you if you have a little bit of a rep, you get the you get the votes, you get the things that you probably shouldn't, uh, you know, and get the higher ranking early in the season. But at the end of the at the end of the year, we're not going to be looking at us in the top four either. So um, I mean, no. they are three and zero, so maybe we will. Did I lose her? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Pac-12 is that good either. I mean, so if they went out, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, you know, so I don't know. Well, yeah, what, what, I, what about I, the you know, Oregon Ducks? Are you, are you, what, what do you like think about the Oregon Ducks, Sonny? Well, at the beginning of the well, year, you know, I don't. Uh, 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 am I on or am I not? I think so. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, Can you? Who do I think about what now? What do you think about the Oregon Ducks right now? Their new coach. They're three and zero, but. Looking at their competition, who they played, that went over Nebraska last week when Nebraska losing to Northern Illinois in uh, Lincoln yesterday. I mean, Oregon held Wyoming to 180 yards of total offense. It's great quarterback everybody keeps talking about. Are you buying Oregon right now being back, or do you think they haven't nope. played anybody? I don't think I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think they played anybody. And also, you know, kind of where you're talking about overrating, can we say that Nebraska has been overrated? Hey, Arkansas State, of course, I'm watching them because of the my, my interest of what's going on. Arkansas State uh, really, really exposed them. I mean, more than I really thought that they would. Um, Arkansas State gets a pretty good you know, win over a no-name team, but Logan Bonner, my guy, gets the touchdown uh, in fill-in duty. But – you know, that football team was exposed week number one against a team that maybe, you know, obviously is not as good as the, as the other ones that are that they're going to be playing, you know, maybe even within their own conference. But um, Nebraska, you know, yeah, they, they sell out every single game. But guess what? This football team, I, I think they got a lot of problems in the secondary. So that's going to be a huge thing for them. And and their defensive line, they're not getting any pressure on anybody. So, with the combination no. of that going on, the offense is stagnant. You're letting teams – you're going to get teams to roll up on you. Yeah, let's ask the Oregon Duck fan himself. Does he think his team's back? And I don't know yet. I, I just – I don't know, Jason. I don't I, think I, I they think are. they're better than they were last year. I think, Jason, they're better than they were last year. But what do you think about – I think I think I, I, a lot better. Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a lot better than last year. Um, the the effort is two times more than it was last year or years prior. Um, like I said on my video, I still have them losing to Washington State, Stanford, and Washington. So those three games, I still have L's. Um, as of right now, but everybody else, we sort of be in the game full. So. Well, if you look at who you played so far, I, I don't remember that. SGU, the first team, Nebraska, yeah. beat them 42-35, to 35, and Wyoming just isn't that good. I mean, are you surprised that you're 3-0? and or, or, yeah. what, what, what were you expecting, really, out of these three games? Because Nebraska, last, you know, last night looked terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lay an egg at home against Northern Illinois. So, I mean, is, are we going to buy Oregon or are we going to sell Oregon? Um, right now, I'm. It's it's like it's it's like a toy at the supermarket. You you don't know if you want to buy it, but you're not going to look the other way. It's it's like see in a couple of weeks, see if it gets rust or see if it gets new shiny shoes or whatnot. Um. 
last last night against Wyoming, I, I don't buy the Josh Allen hype. He's not a top five pick. I don't care if I'm not an NFL scout. He's just not a top five pick. Um, uh, but holding anybody to 200 yards, I haven't seen that from an Oregon team for a while. That's a good point. I want to see what they do in the next five. Yeah, that's conference play. You know, you get back, you get mm-hmm. deep in the conference play with the next five games, and and we'll yep. see. But yeah, you hold somebody to 180 yards. That's that's good. I don't care who it is. I mean, I don't care. But that that shows Oregon last year would have given up 500 yards to that team last night. I mean, mm-hmm. they would have. They'd have probably won the game, but they'd have given up 500 yards, Jake. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm just taking that one game at a time. So. Well, all right, buddy. We'll stay there if you want to, and I'll bring you in once we start reviewing these games. And yeah, I want to see what they got, Sonny. I'm I'm very surprised that their defense has made this kind of leap early in the season in three games. I mean, they have – it's nine days, Sonny. They're giving up 700 yards a game last year, and you go to holding somebody to, on the road to 180. That's that's pretty good, especially with a top five pick in the NFL draft projected to the quarterback. That's that's pretty impressive. I like it, and, and, and we'll see. Next two games for them are going to be, very, you know, very – uh, telling for them as well. Hey, Wells, how you doing? Yeah, he's he's raising hell right now upstairs. So <laughs> he probably watched that Panther game today. So you know. Yeah, that was terrible. That was a terrible game, man. The Carolina Panthers offensive line. We'll talk NFL later, but they're terrible, man. Just terrible. Yep, they're bad. So hopefully, hopefully they'll get better. They're they're two and zero though in the NFL. That's really all that matters. You, you yep, keep winning. Exactly. That's what. That's that's what you do in the NFL. You just win. Unlike the Dallas Cowboys that get blown out today, we'll talk about that too later. But let's go back to some other games in college football. The the game of the day, really, one of the games of the day. Florida, Tennessee. Sonny, I've never seen a piss poor more coaching job than what Tennessee did last night against Florida. I mean, you you outplay Florida. You beat them. You get down inside the one-yard line several times, you can't score, and then That's you the give problem. up a 65-yard touchdown at the end of the damn game yep. with nine seconds left. That's just – I think you should fire the coach at that point. <laughs> I love the answer that they're going to fire the coach. I'm right there with you. Uh, you can't get down there, and especially against the team that Florida – no, I'm not saying Florida's a good football team. They're not, okay? But they can play. And if you don't score on them, they'll come back and get you. And that's what ended up happening, you know, with with Tennessee. Now, I don't know how Cuervo feels about it, but um, they do need to pick it up as this is a team that was expected. Now, the 2-1, it would have been nice to get 3-0. The Gators are 1-1, so they they get the 500 as they need to get uh, and keep going on. Which team is the better one? all you have to do is take a look at the games against both of these teams. Get Georgia. I, I, I'm, I'm big on Georgia. That that Notre Dame game, the one point Notre Dame game, was big for me on how they handled that game in Notre Dame. You, th- th- I love what's going to happen a little bit later on between those three teams. Yeah, Georgia. I mean, the thing about Georgia, they're Georgia, and they're just waiting to. 
to fall apart. Yes, I think Georgia is playing good. I I think they're going to beat Mississippi State this weekend in Athens. I mean, I know how college football works. I know how home field advantage works. But I think Georgia will, about halfway through the season, they'll start losing these games that – that everybody thinks they should win, and then they'll be Kirby Smart on the hot seat. But in order to, for Georgia to be back, they have to win these football games. They have to, they have to go at least ten and two this year in the regular season play for the SEC championship. If not, it's the same old Georgia team. And I'm until you prove me different, it's the same old Georgia team. I predicted Georgia to win all three of these games, so it's not like they're 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 doing something surprising here to me, you know. Well, let's go back I to didn't expect them to beat Notre Dame. I, uh, I, I didn't expect yeah. them to beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame. So I, I was impressed with that yeah. uh, that part. Yeah, but Notre Dame sucks, though. I mean, that's the thing. Notre Dame looks like a high school team compared to Georgia when you look at them on the field. They look right like now. boys versus men. Well, let's but go that, back to but the Tennessee-Florida game, game real quick. But hold, on, hold on, Charvin. That's a game that you have to win. Even if it's by one, that's the game that you have to win to prove that you're you're good. Okay, if you drop down and lose to Notre Dame, okay, it, you know that right there will tell me straight out that they're not ready to move on. Now they got that game in Notre Dame, that, and that's another part. Now I don't, you know, all the selling of the tickets. I'm not going for that. I don't care. That you get a strong win on the road against Notre Dame, that is huge. But these next the next two weeks, Mississippi State will be a bit. You know, I expect them to win that one, but if they lose that one, that that could start the crumble. But the win against there, and then Tennessee the week after that, they get your Auburn. Uh, they get your uh, get Auburn in November 11th. So it, they got a lot of yeah. good football teams to go through. Yeah, and I don't think they will. I, I don't think Tennessee. I think Tennessee will beat them. I think. LSU. I don't know if they play LSU or not. I think they play A and M. I have to look at their schedule later. But Tennessee, Florida, uh, just one of those games that I think Tennessee just gave away. They were the better team. Absolutely. They outperformed them on the field. But at the end of yep. the day, you're six for sixteen on third downs. You, you just can't. Run. I mean, you're running the ball, but you get down inside the one. You want to throw it four times. You want to throw a pick six. Three turnovers on the road against Florida. That's how. That's the only they they've only scored one touchdown this year, and that was off that damn hail mary that was luck. Other than that, they scored four defensive touchdowns, I believe. I mean, in three in two games, they didn't play last week, so their all their offense is based off their defense. Really, all the points are coming from their defense. It's not that good their defense either. The bottom line is Tennessee let them stay in the game. Michigan beat the hell out of them. Uh, two weeks ago to start the season. But, again, they didn't even score on Michigan except for a, a pick six so or, or a, a field goal. But at the end of the day, Florida is going to lose three or four ball games easy, Sonny. They're not that good. They, I mean, they're just terrible. I mean, they play at Kentucky. They play Vanderbilt, which is good this year. LSU, Texas A&M, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida State. You tell me how many wins you hear when I say those teams. I think we lost Sonny. I think I lost my studio. All right, so we'll keep going right now. But, but Jason, you you know as well as I do that Tennessee gave that game away yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Tim, am I on? 
Yeah, Tennessee didn't give away that game. Um, they had a drive in the red zone that they threw a pick and whatnot. And um, I'm really big on scoring the points in the red zone. That's a must. So. Yeah, you don't score touchdowns, you lose football games. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Auburn that against Clemson last week. Carolina almost lost today by kicking three field goals. You just can't win many football games not putting the ball in the end zone. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, tell me about what did you think about LSU-Mississippi State yesterday? You look at – I predicted Mississippi State to win the football game. I didn't know they went by 30, but I think coming into the season, LSU was way overranked. And one thing people forget, they lost a lot of good talent on defense, and I think that defense is going to get better. But right now, it's, it's not as good as what people thought. They played BYU at Chattanooga, and everybody was moving them up in the polls. But Mississippi State just humbled them yesterday. Yeah, LSU is what we thought they were. They they um, lost a lot on the defense, and it showed last night. And they still don't know what they're doing on offense. Um, the offense didn't get any um, any good last night. They weren't any good last night, and um, it's it's a big question that raised some eyebrows for me. Is Mississippi State that good? Um, they have Alabama coming to their house in about seven weeks, so that'll be a well, fun it matter about to watch. That. It, matters, it matters about Georgia this week. I mean, they play Georgia this mm-hmm. week. I don't think they're going into Athens and winning that game. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they could looking but... hard off the Notre Dame game. Here's what's tough about the SEC conference and. You saw Mississippi State play LSU last night. Now the next two weeks, they go to Georgia, and then they go to Auburn, Jason. And Mm -hmm. that's just three games in a row that's real tough. I think they win one of those three. I don't think they beat Georgia or Auburn. They 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 could beat Auburn if Auburn doesn't improve. I'm 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 thinking Auburn Mm -hmm. improves in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. But if Auburn doesn't improve, they'll get beat by Mississippi State. But I think you're looking at about an 8-4 and four team in Mississippi State here. I mean, that's not terrible compared to what they did last year. No, it's not terrible for a stock Vegas either. Um, if if it's 8-4 and four and then win in the 8-bowl, Mississippi State fans will be happy with that. So. Yeah, I think they will, I think they will be too. But, but tell me this, why is Dan Mullen still at Mississippi State? The guy can coach. He's probably the second-best coach in the SEC right now. Why does he not go somewhere else where he can get more talent? Well, maybe he's comfortable there. Maybe he likes there. Um, why not? Um, it's it's not about really where you could get the most plays. It's where you're comfortable at. Why not? Nah, that, that's coward <laughs> to me where he's staying at Mississippi State. He's staying at a place they'll let him lose seven games a year and, and still kiss his butt. I think he needs to take another job if he's going to ever be respected. I think that's why people don't respect Dan Mullen is because he just stays and hides at Mississippi State. So every three or four years, he'll he'll win nine games or something once he gets a quarterback. But he's never going to win a championship with Mississippi State, and he's never going to be consistently winning at Mississippi State. So I think this may be Dan Mullen's last year. Especially when he loses two or three mm. ball games, and he realizes, and he realizes, you know what? I can't win here. I mean, they have the best quarterback in the SEC by far, and they're still going to struggle because overall, 
it's, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, Jason. That's what it's about. And uh, I don't think they have enough Joes. Yeah, it is about the um, dudes on the defense and offensive line. And, and the Mississippi State, they might have a good place, but it's not Alabama or Auburn or LSU. Well, they beat LSU, so. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to beat Alabama. I don't think they'll beat Auburn. I don't think they'll beat Georgia. But I think they'll win eight games, and that's that's good. They may win nine. They could surprise me and win nine or ten. But at the end of the day, this is Alabama's conference right now, and everybody else is just trying to to sneak in there and do something. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, what did you think about the Pac-12 taking a hit yesterday with UCLA losing and uh, who else? Stanford losing like that. Stanford is, is – uh, David Shaw and Stanford are the most overrated teams. They're the most overrated people in football, man. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. The love fest for Stanford. Why does David Shaw get all this love and credit? He's he's not that good. Well, yeah, he may not be that good, but he consistently wins nine, ten games at Stanford, and that's why he's all hype and joy. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but the power went out. <laughs> At San Diego State last night, late fourth quarter. What, what, what does that mean? Uh, it's just saying that it happened. So. so, 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 did the power go out for San Diego State too, or did it just affect Stanford? No, no, it affects both teams. Just saying. So. Okay, okay. I, I thought you were you were giving me an excuse here of. Why Stanford no. lost? No, it's Stanford to go okay, in okay. up on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I, I just wondered. I was trying to read between the lines here. <laughs> uh, so, what did you think about Vanderbilt, Kansas State last night? Real quick, Vanderbilt holds Kansas State number eighteen ranked to seven points, wins fourteen to seven. I'm not ready to buy Vanderbilt yet. I don't think they're back. I don't. I just think Kansas State is not that great. Yeah, um, I didn't get enough to watch that game, but I saw that Vanderbilt won it, and very good for Derek Mason, um, and that's Stanford defense coordinator. So, very happy for him, and good for the SEC. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Vanderbilt just, yeah, I looked at them last night. They They play good defense. They play fundamentally good football. They have a quarterback that can play pitch and catch. Uh, he's not a big arm or anything, but he can make the throws where in the past they haven't had that quarterback. They've had a good running game, but that hasn't been enough. But I like him. I like Vanderbilt okay this year. They're going to go bowling. I mean, Vanderbilt winning three games. I mean, that's that's saying something right there. Winning three games already. They're 3-0. and They haven't played really anybody, but now it comes up. Here, I'm going to give you Vanderbilt's kids, everybody. Let's see how real they are. I mean, you think they won a Super Bowl last night. They got Alabama coming up Saturday, followed by at Florida, followed by Georgia, followed by at Ole Miss, followed by at South Carolina. Then they get a break and play Western Kentucky. Then they play Kentucky, Missouri, and Tennessee on the road. That's not an easy schedule. That's not an easy schedule at all for Vanderbilt. You're looking at, I'm going to give them a win against, I may even give them a win at Ole Miss, just maybe. So let's say four right there. I give them a win at Western Kentucky, 
and I'll give them a win in Missouri or against Missouri. I think Vanderbilt's a six and sixteen. They're not going to beat Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, or Tennessee. I'm sorry, they're not. But you know, they may be Kentucky. They may finish seven and five at the best. Seven and five is as good as it goes for Vanderbilt, but that's good. If you're at Vanderbilt, just like you said, Stanford, you're winning nine, ten games with Stanford. Well, Vanderbilt's, you know, going bowling as well. Let's look at the – what will shock you is looking at the SEC standings right now. Kentucky up at the top at 3-0. and Florida 1-0 in conference. Florida's 1-0 in conference, 1-1. South Carolina's 2-1 and overall, 1-1 and in conference, followed by Georgia 3-0, and no conference games yet. Vanderbilt 3-0, and no conference games. Tennessee 2-1, and 0-1 in the SEC. Missouri 1-2, and 0-1 in the SEC. And, man, they suck. Missouri – Missouri has the worst defense of any team I've ever seen in college football. That's how bad they are. Auburn's favorite opened up 20 over them in Missouri Saturday. The only reason they are is because Auburn's piss-poor offense can still score 50 on them. That's why. they're. I mean, they're bad. Bad, bad, bad. Mississippi State at the top of the SEC West right now, 1-0 in the conference, 3-0 overall. Bama's 3-0, hadn't played yet. Uh, Ole Miss, 2-1 overall, hasn't played LSU's the only other team that's played in the SEC. They're 0-1 in the SEC, 2-1 overall. But it's wide open right now between Mississippi State, Alabama, and Auburn. I think this conference, um, you know, the Clemson loss didn't hurt Auburn really because it's not a conference game. But it's going to be a dogfight, and it's going to be a war to see who gets in there and wins it. I don't think A&M's going to make it. I think someone's going to get fired. But here's here's what I want to talk about real quick with LSU – the hiring of you, – you fire less miles. If anybody wants to call in, 5564, five, you hire less miles or you fire less miles at LSU that's winning nine, ten games a year. And you bring in Ed Orgeron for LSU to, to lead this team. Well, I don't know much about Ed Orgeron except he's not a good coach. But I don't remember Les Miles losing by 30 points to Mississippi State. Uh, that's the problem is Ed Orgeron is – you can't motivate a team 12 games in a row. He's good about motivating after a hurricane or somebody gets shot three times in the head. He's good about rallying the troops. But over a 12-game season, he just can't get this team up to play at the standards LSU thinks. There's a lot of oil money in LSU. They they have a lot of money. They will fire him before long. It, it probably will be this year. It may be at the end of it. But LSU is going to be looking for another coach. I mean, Ed Orgeron is – he's not what you'd consider a your normal type of SEC West coach. The guy, his credentials will put him at Middle Tennessee State maybe. That's where he should be coaching, not LSU. I don't – just because you're a Cajun doesn't mean you should coach LSU. You know, that's the guy has no credentials to be a head coach. At Ole Miss, he just killed the program and got him put on probation. At USC, he filled in for a couple of games and rallied the troops. They won, but hell, they finished seven and five, so nobody cares. But let's look at this schedule for LSU real quick and see. They're two and one right now. They play Syracuse this weekend. That'll be a, a blowout. They play Troy after that. My God, it's a cupcakes all early. I mean, LSU just loaded their schedule up with with four cupcakes, Sonny. I mean, it's and Jason, they're just they're cupcakes everywhere on the schedule. 
But then this is what's going to get LSU. And this is where it takes a great coach to be able to focus his team. So you played BYU, Chattanooga, Syracuse, and Troy. The fun is over, right? You played one team out of those five games, and it was Mississippi State, and you lost by 30. So now let's look at the rest of their schedule after that. They play at Florida. They play Auburn. They play at Ole Miss, at Alabama. They play Arkansas, at Tennessee, and then Texas A&M. That's where Ed Orgeron, Jason, that's why I don't like him. I think he's going to get fired this year. The cupcakes are gone starting in October. It's going to be on from October through November. Do you think Ed Orgeron's a good enough coach to get I I don't think he is. Um, looking at those remaining SEC games, I don't think he's going to win more than the two. Um, and just to say <laughs> probably Florida and Arkansas. Or A&M, because A&M can't play defense either. So, um, well, I think they beat Ole Miss, Jason. No. I think they beat Ole Miss, yeah. don't you? Yeah, they they sort of beat Ole Miss, losing to Cal last night. So. See, I, I don't think they'll beat Florida on the road. After you saw Florida come to their place last year and beat them, remember Florida's got five of their starters out suspended. I think they'll come back, but – what if they lose the Florida and Auburn back to back? What happens then? I think that hot seat gets ranched up and one eye. Um, else you hired Ed Olajuwon to win the games and the championships, and then you can't lose back to back games. You know. So. Yeah. I think they're going to lose the Florida Auburn. I think they're going if and again that's my, I'm saying Auburn if. Yeah. It's a big if. I mean, Auburn hadn't beat uh, LSU and Baton Rouge since Moses was uh, in the Bible age. That's how, that's how long it's been. So, if Auburn improves a lot, they'll beat them. But Alabama, you're not going to Tuscaloosa and beating them. You're not going to Knoxville. You're not going to beat them there. A&M is a, a rivalry game that they haven't beaten LSU since they've been in the SEC. But, again, Ed Orgeron's a coach. The, that's what L- – Les Miles is not a great coach, Jason, but when you're winning nine and ten games every year, it's hard to fire a coach. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it didn't make sense for me either, especially when they did it after the third game, after <laughs> the Auburn game last year, fourth game. So, I love that. Here's the thing, Jason. If, if LSU would have won that game, it was a, just a split second from them winning that game and losing it. So you're telling me that a coach's security and his job depends on one second. I mean, I mean that's that's what bothers me. Yeah. But I think the pollsters realized last night that LSU wasn't that good. Uh, dropped them down to 25, and that's that's a low ranking for LSU. But we'll see how they come back. They they've got a young defense. If they can get better, but the problem is that offensive side of the ball, I don't think they can get better. And they've never proven that they could. Until LSU starts scoring points, I don't believe they're any good, Jason. I don't believe they can score. Yeah, that that offense has to get better. Yeah, you could have the best running back in the conference, and um, there's guys, but if you can't throw that ball, that running game is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's move on real quick to Clemson, Louisville. That was a big game last night, 47-21 Clemson. And here's the deal. That game was 
over. It, Louisville had seven points. They got 14 in the fourth quarter. So that was in mop-up time and garbage time where Clemson was emptying the, the bench. So well, give me your thoughts on Clemson going on the road at night and shutting down Lamar Jackson. I mean, shutting him down. I mean, he got a lot of garbage yards, you know, towards the end and everything. He threw for 300 yards. But Clemson shut him down, blew him out. What do you think about Clemson right now after three weeks? I think Clemson sort of everybody last night, hey, we'll defend them a chance and we're not going anywhere. Um, we're not. They, they absolutely shut down Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson could have kissed his second Heisman goodbye. Yeah. Well, well, here's the deal. Clemson scored they, – they scored 47 points. They got 613 yards, and it, it, being an Auburn fan, going to that game last week and watching that game in Clemson and Death Valley, Auburn holding them to a couple hundred yards and 14 points, that was a great defensive performance. And it made me feel better watching that last night to see Clemson go off for 316 in the air, 300 rushing. I mean, just never turn the ball over, just beat the hell out of them. I mean, that's. That's really what it boiled down to. Clemson, just a better football team, better athletes. Clemson mm-hmm. will probably lose a game this year. I don't think it'll be enough to keep them out of the playoff because they will win the ACC and they will represent the ACC in the playoff this year. But I do think, Jason, they'll sneak up and lose one. Somebody will get Clemson like they did last year and the year before. It's going to happen, but who do you think that'll be? I think it'll be Virginia well, Tech. Yeah, I was thinking about Virginia Tech, too, on the road um, here in about two weeks' time. Um, Boston called us last week. It might be a game early because of the hangover wind, but um, I expect them to walk all the Boston and next week. Yeah. Yeah, they will. I mean, and I was wrong. Let me let me say, I hate to say I'm wrong. Like Sonny says, he's rough, 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 rough. Uh, I can't say it wrong, but I was wrong about Dabo Sweeney, and I think he's a good coach. I never gave him enough credit. It's probably my hate for him that, that I didn't do it, but I was wrong about Dabo Sweeney. Tony, if you want back in, press number one at any time, buddy. I didn't want to bring you on if you weren't ready, uh, but Dabo has done a great job recruiting at Clemson, building something there, and I can't stand him. I still hate the guy, he, but at the end of the day, you look at that schedule – Boston College, at Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, NC State, Florida State, Citadel, and South Carolina. Just, Jason, let's be honest and just talk about it a minute. Nobody's going to beat Clemson except Virginia Tech in this game, I mean, in this schedule. There's nobody. I mean, you look at this schedule, Clemson's a double-digit favorite over everybody. Even Virginia Tech, probably. They're going to be a double-digit favorite. So it's going to be hard to beat them. Yeah, they they shouldn't have anybody that come comes close to them, and we're only seeing we're only seeing Virginia Tech because that game's on the road. So, oh yeah, well yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I went to Death Valley last weekend, as you know, and uh, it's got an SEC atmosphere to it. You know, it's uh, it'll bring Sunny back home when my studio starts acting right. There it goes. But, Sonny, I mean, Clemson, the Death Valley, their home field advantage, they're, they're the best team in football right now. And, and they're like Jason said, they're the defending champion. Until somebody beats them, they should be at number one, shouldn't they? Well, yeah, I think they should be. And 
can we finally just put the rest that Louisville's a good football team? I'm I'm so tired of yes, overrating their quarterback. I am. It it, it gets old. I, you know, oh the Heisman guy. Oh, he's going to be high. This, this guy, <laughs> this, this guy will be the biggest bust in the NFL in 15 years. Okay, I you know he doesn't have the talent to play in the NFL. He will get eaten alive, especially if they throw him in as a rookie, and especially if it's on a crap team like the uh, Cleveland Browns. You know, this guy's going to get eaten alive. But no, I think Clemson right now should be the number one. I think they actually do beat Virginia Tech. But I take the points with Virginia Tech if it's in double digits, like you said. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I'm tired of Louisville hearing about how great they are. It was so nice. Not only the, that they lost, I don't even care. I mean, if they would have lost by one, I would have felt a little bit, you know, bummed out a little bit. I'm glad they got – I'm <laughs> glad, as you say, they got skull drugged by, by Clemson, you know, on their home field. That That is just great. It's yep. almost like – you know, you know, um, you know. Cuervo is not a great big fan of Florida. I'm not a fan of Louisville this year. I'm, I'm tired of them. And and you know what, Sonny? What made me angry is some of these Auburn fans are like, "Let's get Bobby Petrino. That's who we need." I would quit being an Auburn fan if they brought that sob into Auburn. I'm serious. I, you know how much I love my Tigers, but they bring that piece of crap in. He's the most overrated coach in the world. And and you know Lamar Jackson. Yep. You're talking about him. LSU shut him down two years of his career, I think. Anytime he plays a good defense, he gets shut down. I'm talking about dead yep. in his tracks. And the guy is over. You watch, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. That he, This guy's got so much hype, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. And, and some stupid football team is going to grab them up, thinking he's going to be the next Michael Vick. And guess what? He's going to get buffaloed into the ground big time against real defenses of the NFL. Yeah. And you know what? They gave up 28 to Purdue. They gave up 35 to North Carolina, now 47. Can, is it safe to say their defense is just god-awful? I mean, just terrible. Yes, it is. It's god-awful and okay. overrated offense, and that's why you end up hearing so much great things about them. And another term, god-awful. Where did that come from, by the way? I don't know why I even said that. I don't know. It's just god-awful. It's, it's been... One of the things I've heard yeah. is if you want to describe something horrible, it, it, God has a plan in that. I mean, this so it's God awful. <laughs> yeah, Louisville, and and you know I fell for the uh, the hype, and most of the time I don't listen to the media, Sonny. I make my own conclusions, but I was thinking, you know what, this Louisville team, they're they're rolling right now, maybe, and they got their ass kicked, and I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, I was wrong, I was wrong. And that's okay. You yep. know, that's, that's fine. It makes yeah. me feel better about my, my Auburn Tigers last night when they, they went to Death Valley and lost by eight. You know, it made me feel a little better. Not much, but <laughs> not much. a little better. <laughs> a little better. But I, I just, you know, college football's fun. But here's a, here's a problem, Sonny. You know, we had, I think week two wasn't that good. We had Auburn Clemson. But next week I look at that college schedule and it's just a bunch of cupcakes again. I mean, what are they doing? I mean, what, yeah, they're going into the fourth right and fifth now. week with the with the first, you know, first part of the season cupcakes, and it gets me sick. And I don't, and it's going to be hard to watch football next week as far as college football is concerned um, because I'm sick of seeing that kind of stuff. But you know, a couple of good ones that I am going to have my eye on: uh, Louisiana Tech and South Carolina. I don't know why that game interests me. 
um, because, but I think it's because of where South Carolina can be as far as spoiler is concerned. Um, and the Mississippi State, Mississippi State right now, early odds has Mississippi State uh, plus six. So, you know, that that kind of gives you an idea about what's going on. I mean, Vegas, Vegas is going to have, you know, I think Vegas has a field day next week because of the cream puffs. Uh, but I think some of the cream puffs might cover. So I, that this should be an interesting thing. Yeah. I got Georgia dropped a four and a half over Mississippi State. People started putting money. Uh, on that Kentucky, Florida, Kentucky, that line's two and a half. Um, you know, you're looking at it, but it's just like that day of football is not that great. You know, you look at it and you're just looking at it like, damn, man, I was looking forward to to having something there to watch. And, I mean, I'll watch my team play, of course. There's a couple of decent games, not many. But uh, at least it's – I just think you should have a great game at 12, a great game at 3.30, and a great game in the evening. You should at least have three great games every weekend, no matter what. You schedule it like Absolutely. that, at least as close as you can. And I just I just don't like it. I mean, there's too many cupcakes. I think it's okay to get one or two cream puffs in a year, but when you get three, sometimes four, it's, uh, I think it's unfair to your fans that pay a lot of money to go see you play, to, to get season tickets to go watch four of the eight games being cream puffs, honey. Hey, by the way, I don't want to, like, hurt your feelings or anything, but, you know, last I looked, and, and I was looking at the uh, numbers, your Auburn Tigers, okay, they're, they're, they're giving up 16 to Missouri, and that might, that might be just enough to take Missouri for the bet. Because I don't know what it is about your Auburn Tigers. They're having a hard time getting into the end zone, too. Every September, man. Every first couple games of a year, this has been three. That's usually what happens. And uh, it, did it surprise me this year? Yeah, because I thought, you know, Gus Malzahn would have got his head out of his ass long enough to to get something going, but he didn't. But Sonny, don't 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 fall for that 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 point spread. I'm telling you, man, Auburn will beat them as bad as they want to. Missouri, because of one thing, Missouri's got the worst defense yeah, in the world. Yeah, their defense is not because not, of Auburn's their, offense. Their defense is bad. I mean, it's bad. I, I mean, I'm not saying that as a as an Auburn homer, you know, trying to convince you. No, I mean, if if uh, Jacksonville State, an FCS school, is playing Missouri next week, I would tell you to lay the house on it because Missouri's I'm terrible. About man. They got the house on it right here, but you know, I don't bet college football because you know of craziness that we see in, in college football. That's why I don't bet college football. But, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this. You, you talk about Missouri in that line. They lost 35-3 to to Purdue. So, yes. in, in Missouri, that was in Missouri. That wasn't a, a neutral game or a road game. They got dominated, man. They got 200 yards of offense against Purdue. What do you think they're going to do against Auburn? I don't Auburn's know. Auburn's got the number I, two I defense trust, in the I just country. Don't trust your Auburn, I, you know, I just don't trust your Auburn Tigers to put up the points. I mean, and, and – I mean, I don't know what games you're watching, but I don't think their offense is is capable of of going out and blowing anybody out. So did you I not mean, see them last year do the same thing as they did this year? Huh? Did, did did you not did you not watch them play the last couple of years? How they play the first two or three games? They they don't score a lot, then all of a sudden, boom! They're putting up six hundred, seven hundred yards a game. So I'd be careful about taking Missouri. 
if I were you. I, I'm right there with you. Their defense is, and man, that their defense is really hard to swallow. I, I get it. And Auburn's defense is number two in the nation. Just, uh, I mean, and, you put and, up hey, by the way, 200 bet yards. The, bet the farm on Alabama, though. Give the 19. I mean, they have Vanderbilt. They'll, you, they'll skull drag them all over the football field. That That's going to get ugly. Uh, Vanderbilt is not, like you were you were saying earlier, they are not good. I'm not, and, and Alabama just might, I mean, that's less than three touchdowns. I mean, that that's a that that yeah. that's one to bet the farm on. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, Vanderbilt's got a bunch of two stars and some three. Bama's got all four and five stars everywhere. I mean, after a while, it, it everywhere. I know Vanderbilt plays. I know Vanderbilt plays decent, good fundamental football. But when you're playing animals like Alabama's got, it. I mean, it it just doesn't matter. I mean, it, I agree. You, you can play. You you can be well coached. You can play fundamentally, but again, if you're you're outmatched at every position, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just a matter of time before you get skull drive like that. And that's what's going to happen next week. Bama will win like uh, thirty-five to ten or something like that. That'll be the closest yeah. it gets, and maybe more than that. Maybe fifty-two to ten. I, I'm right there with you. But but I'm with you. Auburn's offense is is really sucked this year. I mean, like, even against Georgia Southern, they sucked. Against Clemson, they sucked. Against Mercer, Sonny, I don't know if he was watching that game, but Auburn was only I didn't watch it. I saw them, uh, if you want to call them highlights. In the fourth quarter. No, in the fourth quarter, halfway through it, Auburn was only up by a touchdown, Sonny, against Mercer. Yep, against Mercer. So, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm hoping that they'd actually come back and – start playing better of course they won't beat anybody if they don't they're not going to beat anybody else if they if they don't get better so i hope they do because it would suck as a football season to uh to watch your team lose that that many games but missouri i just don't think is capable of, of beating auburn I, I mean they're they're god awful that line's back up to 18 and a half now it opened at 20 20 and a half i think and some idiots bet on Missouri, so we'll see what happens. But hey, if Auburn lost that game, Gus Malzahn's gone. I mean, immediately they'll fire him that night. Well, I guess one can only hope. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he's going to lose that game, yeah, I do. Well, Sonny, real quick, <laughs> I can't stay long tonight, but let's go over the NFL real quick. Let's go sure. with some of these games. How'd you do? How'd you do in your picks today? I did wonderful. I really only missed one. That the Bears game was the uh, one that I, I it, but I don't think I even went out on a limb on that one. But they, they definitely didn't show up. Um, you had a good you had a good day. You didn't miss any um, at all. And Cuervo he only missed one as well. So uh, he had the Rams. So you had all of them here today. He picked Miami too, didn't he? Yeah. So I picked Denver. Yeah, I, yeah, so I picked Miami, too. Yeah. They won. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm perfect. I don't think I've ever had a day of perfect. So maybe I'll call and bet a lot on Green Bay since I picked Atlanta earlier. So I've yeah. never been perfect before. <laughs> so uh, if Atlanta wins tonight, who, who plays Monday night football? Who did I pick in that one? Monday is a good game. It's Detroit and the Giants. And the reason why it's a good game is, is because um, people, I think, will then – Hopefully, 
get on the Sonny Clark bandwagon and say, Sonny, you're right about Eli mm-hmm. Manning. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, the Lions are going to put a whooping on them. I think they beat them big. I mean, and the defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to be out on the field way too much in that game. And Matthew Stafford in the fourth quarter is money. So if they are behind, uh, they're not going to get the victory. It's, it, it, it's I, I mean, it's amazing how well the Lions are playing football without their quote-unquote superstar. And I'm talking Calvin Johnson. We were talking about it earlier today. How much of a better quarterback Matthew Stafford has been since he's not on the team? A lot. And, Sonny, let me ask you if you think this is it. I think there's a pressure that comes with having a receiver like Calvin Johnson there that demands a ball all the time. It kind of puts a pressure yep. on the quarterback, but that selfish kind of play affects the team and the morale, I think, as well. Absolutely, and and you, I think you took the words right out of Cuervo's mouth. I mean, we were talking about that this morning. If you got a guy that, you know, Matthew Stafford spread the ball around to eight wide receivers last week eight okay he never did that when he had calvin johnson there why especially in the red zone the main target was calvin johnson when they had two two or three good uh two or three good tight ends on that football team that could get into the end zone because of their size um but i think you're absolutely right about what calvin johnson uh meant to that team he meant as a I don't want to call him selfish, but I think, you know, his one for the ball made things very hard for Matthew Stafford to be successful in Detroit mm-hmm. with him on that football team. Yeah, good point. Man, I'm telling you what, this Atlanta stadium they built, Sonny, Beautiful. is right there with Jerry's World, man. Are you going to go not. to one this year? Do you think you can get yeah. tickets to yeah. one? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Carolina game when they come to town. Ah, that Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. yeah. Get to see your Carolina I mean, Panthers. Get to see the beautiful but stadium. Why are they, but why are they building something like that for Atlanta? That, that's impressive. I'm not putting them down, but it, it surprises me. In the, in the way the Braves went and built them a new stadium like that and did something. I mean, what's, what's going on in Atlanta? Are they tired of losing and they're trying to – But because it doesn't matter about – NFL, you're not recruiting. You draft who you want. It's not like you're building it for people to come. Why do you think they built that? No, they built it for people to come. I mean, their stadium attendance, okay, has not been great. I mean, so this is something to get people out there, and then they build the the uh, they build the alliance. They build the uh, you know, and and then also let's be honest, it's about money. You know, they can put butts in the seats, but really it's about yeah. sponsorships and how much money, uh, you know, you know, advertisers are going to give to them. Yep. And, and Sonny, you know, and, and you know how much I love going to games, but the older I get, the the more technology comes out. Like, I went to Clemson-Auburn last week in Clemson, and I sat in the upper deck, and I couldn't see anything hardly, man. It was – it's tough. And all the driving there and traffic, going up, sitting out in the sun, having to – go take a 10-minute piss at line and sit in line for 20 minutes to try to grab a drink. I mean, how inconvenient is going to games now compared to sitting in front of a 60-inch TV like I'm doing now watching it? That's the and, problem. And that's why I built it, that, is it? it exactly. It, it, and that's one. But here's when you, when you make statements like that, it, I mean, I'll tell you that is the exact reason why I like indoor football. 
because you're never far away from the action. You're never in the nosebleeds. And if you are in the quote, quote, nosebleeds, they're not bad seats. They're not bad seat in the house. So you get to see some action. Um, listen, I'll give you an example. I live in the town where Jerry was down there. You couldn't get me to go down to that stadium to watch a football game. I, someone, <laughs> gave me free, someone gave me free tickets, and I said, thank you, but no thank you, mainly be, because of how many people are there. It's not enjoyable. And plus, you're, you go to the fact that you're going to be in the nosebleeds. They may have the biggest screen in the NFL, but, uh, which they don't anymore because of what's happening in Atlanta. But, uh, you know, they have that big screen. But, I mean, why would you want to go to Dallas Stadium to watch a big screen when you could have a big screen TV for the price it would, you know, cost you? For four people to go see a football game at the Dallas Cowboys, you can go buy a 70-inch high-definition uh, TV. Yep. So I, I, can't, I get exactly what you're talking about. It's no fun uh, to go to games like and that. that. And, and I'm going to tell you this. like, it, It's just I can't afford it, really. Like To buy a ticket for Auburn game, you know, like to get one ticket uh, where I usually sit at 50-yard line, it's $12,000 a year. I mean – Think about oh. that. For eight games, you're oh. paying twelve thousand dollars. Oh, and it's just I can't, I can't, even, <laughs> I can't even imagine it. I, you know, and I and I and I love I love the uh, I love the Michigan Wolverines, but listen, I, you know, the only reason you know the only reason to go there is to be part of the crowd, and I would sit in the cheap seat with the with the with the fans, but and to actually go there to watch a game very seriously sitting on the 50 yard line you, you couldn't I, you couldn't get me to cough up three four hundred dollars the only game i'm going to cough up that kind of money is for the super bowl and guess what that's not going to buy a super bowl ticket so you know the, i went to the super bowl when it was at uh in tempe arizona um and it was on my birthday so i went and i spent three hundred dollars and i still couldn't see jack i was so high in a in sun devil stadium i couldn't see jack that was yeah so you know, it, is that the you know, uh, was that the dome? Was that the dome, or was that the? No, no, Sun Devil, Sa- Sun dome, Devil Stadium. Oh, that's right. Sun Devil Stadium is the college open in Tempe uh, when they had when oh, the yeah. Steelers and Cowboys were there. Well, I went to you know where I, in Tempe or Glendale the you know the dome yeah, I went Glendale. to where they had the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I sat in the upper deck. I mean, as far back as you could go for eleven hundred dollars. Wow, I went to I went to WrestleMania, okay, in that stadium. I went to WrestleMania 26. I sat in the first row on the third deck, and I, I you, you, there's no C in it. Um, you, that's why I you know watched most, mainly on that big screen. But I didn't go there to see the wrestling. I went there for the atmosphere, and the atmosphere at yeah. wrestling is really really different than it is in the NFL or football games. Yeah, it's pretty intense, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, I think it's I think it's more intense actually. You know, so, for, for so the, do you think the, the attendance in football is gonna drop? Do, do you think the attendance is gonna drop more, say in the next five years than than it ever has? Or do you think people are just love football and they're gonna keep coming? Because I love football more than anybody, so do you. And it's gonna be hard to get me back to a football game again after that. Tarvin? The NFL has taken a beating on uh, quote unquote um, attendance, and and I hate to even say it, but it, it's it's because of what the situation is with, with Colin Kaepernick. 
and a lot of people were serious about what they said. I'm not going to go to these games. I'm not going to go to these games with this BS going on. And guess what? They've been going on. So as the as time goes by within the next three or four years, I think they get their attendance back. But this was a hit, and it was a big-time hit. And, and I, I talk about it on my show all the time. There's two things you don't do if you're the NFL. You don't screw with women issues. You better make sure they're real and they are being heard by women. Because if not, the women can put a stop to the NFL. And the other one is you don't insult the military. Okay? Those are the two things that will kill the NFL. Regardless of what ends up happening, you want to call me sexist, you can go ahead. But when women issues are not heard or women issues are being caused with NFL players and they don't seriously address it, it causes problems with attendance. And that is what has happened with the Colin Kaepernick. It has taken a hit. It's been proven. And the viewership on TV has been worse than the attendance in the football in the football stadiums, and they've taken the hit there too. So, it, it's a big hot issue uh, in, in the NFL. It is. Speaking of issue, Julio's torching the damn Green Bay secondary right now. So, and Isn't I think wonderful? you said that earlier, didn't you? I, I, I think it, you said that I, earlier that Julio was going off tonight, didn't you? I did. I, I this is a game. Because of the fact that, you know, Green Bay, every once in a while they'll play good defense for a couple of weeks and then they'll lay an egg, guess what? This is going to be the game. Julio Jones, I, I said he's going to go off for 140, 160 yards and three touchdowns. You watch him. He's going to torch this thing up. And Atlanta, I think Atlanta wins fairly easy here tonight. Yeah, I just don't think Green Bay – I think if this was December and Green Bay, yeah, we could we could probably talk about something. But – in Atlanta, I don't know if anybody's going to beat Atlanta there. I mean, this is a huge home field advantage from what I hear. And and, and I'll know yep. more about tonight. You can't really tell them the preseason, really, you know, and and things like that. But this is a big home field advantage, and I think that's why Atlanta built it. Because and, it's, and uh, a good all the fans will come out and support you. It's a, and plus, it's a good time for it to open. After last year's debacle in the Super Bowl, you know, now you got something to to play for. You got a beautiful stadium now, and uh, that yeah. you can say whatever you want, but these players love to feel like they are being you know catered to. And when they're not, or oh, they yeah. feel like they're not, they don't play well. This is a great this is a great move for Atlanta in reality, and it's going to be good for everybody yeah. in the area. And you know, it's going to be good. Well, there's four places I want to go to, and I'll hit one this year in Atlanta. I want to go to Lambeau. I want to go watch them play there. I want to watch Carolina, and I want to go watch New England play in Gillette, I believe. What do you think? Is there anything else I need to go? Is there another NFL stadium I need to go visit? Not really. because, because I, You know what I was going to say? I was going to say you might want to take a trip, you know, over to New York and catch the the Giants or the the Jets, but they're not good enough to go see that that stadium is magnificent. Also, um, but it, it, you you get a New York feel. You get the New York fans. They're so much different than any fans across this country. Um, they'll pop you in the mouth. You know. You know. Yeah. As far as you know, if they had the opportunity, they'd punch a player in the mouth for playing bad. That that's that's what kind of fans they are. Um, and if you're a giant fan, 
you're you're ready for a gang fight because they're just not playing good. And yeah. and the Jets are just all you got to do is say the quarterback of the Jets, and then you go, okay, Josh McCown. You know that that could start a riot. That's how bad it is. Oh my God. Well, let's let's go over some games real quick. Not many to to really talk about. Nothing that really stood out to me today. The Carolina Panthers, Sunny kicked three or three yeah, three field goals. I said they went by four. They won by six. But I walked away very unimpressed with with Carolina's offensive line getting Cam Newton sacked six times. He was hit a lot, knocked down. Sonny, he's not going to be able to make it three or four games at this pace again. I mean, what are they going to do? They, they need to spend a draft pick on, on a guy or trade for somebody. Um, you, you can't expect Cam Newton to keep taking the beating this guy's been taking for the last three years. And if you do, uh, you're going to get what you get, and you will get what you deserve. And what that is in reality is you're not going to have Cam Newton healthy for the whole year, and it's going to affect your football team. Yeah, I mean, he went down today, man. This is week two. He went out. I thought he may have broken his ankle or did something. But, I mean, he's he's six six two fifty. But, Sonny, he's a, he's a young man, but he's old, according to NFL, as many times as he's been hit and as many That's... surgeries as he's had. He's had shoulder, uh, ankle, I think neck. I mean, how many more surgeries can this guy have and play at a level that he's expected to play to win in the NFL? It's a violent sport. And I have a feeling he's not going to be able to. If I was Cam, I would retire this year and do something else. I mean, he could do anything. Movies, hell, he could do, you know, anything. Listen, Cam Newton needs to have an offensive line to where he can stay in the pocket and remain healthy. Now, I'm not saying that you can't get hurt in the pocket, but you 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 definitely increase the chances of Cam Newton being gone for the season if you're going to let that guy keep running around. Of course, he has to. What else is he going to do? But at the same time, your team has got to find the priority. The priority in the NFL should always be quarterback offensive line, period, then backup quarterback. And if you're not doing that, you're not helping your team. And Atlanta just scored the touchdown. They just kicked a field goal. Um, so they're up 7 nothing on Green Bay. Yep, easy drive, first drive in their stadium. They scored, but but you look at the good thing about Carolina this year, Sonny, is they finished last in their division last year for the most part, or third, whatever. What that means is you get to play easier opponents in other divisions. And I think last year it was just too much, too overwhelming uh, for Carolina and Cam Newton. I think this yeah, year they've got a chance to breathe a little bit, maybe, and, yeah, and, uh, and keep him I healthy, but show? it's going to be hard. What I said in my show, no one's expecting them to do it. That's why that's when Carolina is the most dangerous. No one's expecting it because they have not been play, They did not play well last year. So going into this season and being, they're sitting at two and zero. Oh, that I'm telling you right now, I don't know what it is about this football team, but they know how to win games in bunches. And if they start winning games in bunches, well, you know the Carolina Panthers. I got them winning your division over there, um, which they should. Uh, they're better. They are better than the Saints, without question. They're better than Tampa Bay. Um, and who's the other one? Um, uh, I'm missing Ooh, one. Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, I think Atlanta can drop games on the road. So if if Carolina goes through that, you know, win streak 
and whether or not it, you know, and that's where you're going to see the slump from Atlanta from the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be more on the road than it is at home, obviously, because of the, mm-hmm. the stadium. The stadium is a big, big time thing for those players. They see that the franchise wants to spend money on what's important, and that is winning, and it starts with your stadium. Yeah, and Carolina started with two very stagnant offenses, and I think that's good for them, too, to yep. to kind of not have to score a ton of points while they get their timing in. But they've got New Orleans, then they play at New England and at Detroit. That's that's going to be real tough. And then they play Philadelphia, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Miami. I mean, so the schedule gets easier uh, once they get past that, that stretch of New England, Detroit, Philadelphia. But I think they're yeah, – I- Ten and six. They can beat Philadelphia. Probably. They'll make the playoffs. Is, are they yeah. on the road in Philadelphia or are they home? No, no, they're home. They're home. I think they win that game because yeah. Philadelphia is is iffy at best. Did you watch that today? That you know, that, oh, yeah. you know, I love Carson Wentz. Don't get me wrong, but you can't just expect a young cat like that to do everything for them. And that's what that's what has happened to them today. Yeah, I think they could beat New England. I mean, if they if they come in, that defense plays well. You know, they can they can play close. I don't know if they can beat them there, but uh, they can play They're at least respectable. But they might, they might get blown not. out. They're playing that game's at Gillette. That game's at Gillette. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't feel well, right I don't feel confident in that game. Not and not because it's your Panthers. It's just I'm trying. No. I, I, I look at the Panthers after they lose that game. That or you know, and if they lose it, if they lose that game and they go on that winning streak, that you know, six, seven in a row, watch out. I, 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 I think they're the dark horses in the NFL this year. I really do. And as the season goes along, after they take a whipping or maybe a beating from those two teams, they'll they'll know how to play better. And the rest of the season is yeah. just money for. Them. Yeah. But you got to keep your quarterback healthy. That's uh, absolutely that's amazing. Hell, I may not. I may not even play him in those two games. I let him rest. Say so we're going to lose him anyway. <laughs> you know they won't. But speaking you have to of, get what you're saying. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of a drilling today, Denver forty-two, Dallas seventeen. I mean, that's kind of you, you have to be to concerned me. a little bit if you're a Dallas fan. You got to be surprised you, you get beat by twenty-five. I mean, that's a lot. Well, if you listen to if you listen to the Couch Potato Sports Show for the uh, the off season, I told you what was going to happen. That defense lost way too much. You saw that de- that defense was not even close here today. That's what you can expect for the rest of the season. And when they win games, it's going to be by the hair of the chinny chin chin, and it won't be because of their defensive effort. Now, I'm not saying they're not out there playing the hardest, okay? I'm saying they don't have enough talent, and there's a difference because those kids play hard. I mean, Sean Lee is a badass, okay? But Sean Lee's only one of 11, okay? You need help. And, th- and that, secondary is a, it, that secondary is a mess, and th- they weren't able to really reload. They lost Brandon Card, Barry Church, and another dude I keep forgetting. They lost an- uh, stand- standard to injuries. You know, you're losing four great guys on the defense that played way beyond what they were supposed to last year, and it was one of the reasons why they won so many games. This year, they get a come to Jesus, and guess what? It's back to reality. Your defense isn't all that good. Yeah, good point. I mean, it's, I mean, you get beat that bad, you know, early in the season. That's, 
that's not good, especially when you had a good defense last year and you give up 42 to – I mean, did you really think Denver's offense was that great, Sonny? Nope. Nope, I didn't. And that's and that's what that's what scares me about how bad the defense is. I mean, Dak Prescott's going to get in there. He's going to score 21, 24 points a game, and that should be enough to win football games. But it's not going to be enough this year, um, especially if they get behind big like they did in this one, and they expect Dak Prescott mm-hmm. to do exactly what they expected Tony Romo to do, come back and try to win football games, and they're just not capable of doing it. Yeah, it's going to be a long year for the Cowboys. What are those fans going to do when uh, – how, how are those fans going to react, Sonny, when, they, when they're when 8-8? Eight eight? Uh, how are they going to react? That's a good question because I'm going to tell you right now, the Dallas Cowboy fans, who we talk about it on our show all the time, they are su- such high expectations for every team every year, regardless if they suck or not. So I, I still think they're expe- – how will they feel after this year? You know, they, they, will, yeah. they will be like Sonny told them to do. They need to do something about that defense because this is going to be Tony Romo all over again. Now, I think Dak Prescott – I'm not going to sit here and say Dak Prescott's better than Tony Romo. But I'm telling you right now, that offensive line plays for that young cat. They didn't play for, uh, for Tony Romo. I've been preaching that. People think I'm crazy. Well, look at the last two years. Even today, the, the offensive line didn't let them touch Dak Prescott. A couple of times he ran into it, um, but they didn't even let him get touched today. They, they try not to let that happen. Tony Romo, Tony Romo, they're up, he's running. Okay, we're done. They stopped blocking, and they just don't get that with Dak Prescott. So that's a good thing for him. But I don't know how the fans are going to react. I mean, you know, their expectations are always Super Bowl, and they were already talking about Super Bowl, and, and I was like, whoa, 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 not so fast. Yeah, uh, we'll see. There's a lot of Cowboy bandwagon fans that are uh, trying to jump off today after watching that. Seattle, 12-9 over San Fran. You're talking about two bad teams. There they are, Seattle. What's it going to take them? Proved- it seems like they always start off slow and then they they get a little better. But I just don't think this team's going to get better up front. They're not. They're, they they are definitely missing the offensive line. If you remember three or four years ago, they had studs on the offensive line. Now those three or four guys that they picked up, Okung, Carpenter, and uh, another dude I forget, uh, it, gone, Unger, gone. You know, and, and when you lose that, when you lose that much on the offensive line. Guess what? He, he, you know, really, if you think about it, Russell Wilson turns into Tony Romo. He's got to run for his life and make plays. I mean, did you watch that part of the game? You know, he was running for his life the whole game. Um, that's not going to yep. do the. That's not going to do the CLC Hawks any it, it, give them any help whatsoever. Yeah. Well, Sonny, just before we go, I got to pick the. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Giants tomorrow night to see if I can. Stay perfect if Atlanta wins tonight. So I'm gonna go against you and go with the Giants. So call me crazy, but well, no, you picked Detroit earlier today, so you're backing that. off of your pick. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm not gonna do that. Shit, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, do that. Don't change it because I think you're right. You're, your Giants aren't that good. I don't care where they're playing. They're just not that good, and it's because of their quarterback. I promise. I, I think you got the right thing. Yeah. All right, good. Well, all right, Sonny. I appreciate you, buddy. I'm going to have to head no out. Problem. Jason, thanks for joining us. Everybody listening, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in hopefully this week, if not next Sunday. So, Sonny, take care, buddy. Enjoy the rest of the game.
I'm going to. Have a good night, my friend, and take care of Wells and that family. You too, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye.